Making friends in your 20s is really hard. It might not be for everybody, but in my experience, it has been. And I want to talk about that today. Some of you will relate, some of you won't, and that's okay. I want to start by just talking about the different experiences that you can have in your 20s. Some people are still in college into their early 20s. And of course, when you go to college, you're around a lot of other people that are doing the same thing. You're in the same place in life. You're most likely not married. Uh, Some people are in committed relationships, but from what I've noticed, most people are single and just kind of doing their thing. So that could be one thing. Depending on what church you go to, you could be in a very similar place in life in your 20s as well. Because a lot of churches do like mission trips and things like that. But if you are not in those two things, and even if you are sometimes, but from my experience, like I, I don't associate with any one church and I didn't go to college and making friends has been really hard. I got married to Cole at 20. Uh, She was 18, super young um, for both of us, but it's what we did and it's the best thing I ever did. But with with that has come a lot of challenges because even if you have the same friend group, like dating is different. It seriously is. If you're just dating, then nothing really changes. Like there's a dynamic that changes in the friend group a little bit, but um, not too much. And then as soon as you get married, people get weird about it. Now, if you have kids, you know this even more when you have kids, it's like a double whammy because (laughs) people don't want to hang out with you because you have a screaming poopy baby with you and you don't really have time to hang out with people the way you used to. And even then you, even if you did want to, or even if you did have time and the other people wanted to hang out with you, you guys wouldn't be able to do the same things you used to do because you have a poopy baby with you. Like it changes the dynamic. So marriage is similar in that sense. People get weird about it. So from my experience, getting married at 20 years old, it changed the way that that people interacted with us. We had the same friends, but things got weird. Not for us. We didn't change as people. Our interests didn't change. Uh, Our desire to hang out with those people didn't change. But for some reason, things get weird. Now, what if you're not married at 20 or 22? Excuse me then what's that like? Well, you're most likely going through a 
transition from having the friends that you had in high school to uh, not having the same friends from high school. (laughs) Some people keep the same friends from high school for a really long time, which I think is great, especially if you guys are growing together. I think that could be really uh, dangerous if you guys aren't growing together and you're kind of just staying stagnant. And by growth, I don't mean, you know, chasing the bag and like trying to all be millionaires. There's growth that can come in so many different forms. And so kind of depends on what growth looks like for you. But my point is, most people are probably going to transition away from being friends with the people they went to school with because the main reason you guys were friends is because you were stuck in the same building together for seven hours a day, five days a week. It's just how it is. So if you're transitioning out of this, how do you find friends? Especially if you don't go to college, you don't have campus You don't have your classes. It's the same reason why you were friends with people in high school, because you guys were stuck together at the same university. So what do you do? Well, you can get out into the community a little bit. I mean, you can do like community projects. I know communities come together for um, all sorts of different things. Um, You can, you know, if you're interested in a sport, you can sign up for a local league, which costs money, by the way. Going to school didn't cost money. That's the other problem is, you know, you're an adult, like you have bills to pay and you don't have a, and being friends with coworkers, at least for me, that hasn't ever translated well either. I don't know about you guys, but like I've wanted to be friends with certain coworkers, but it kind of just never really turns into anything. I'm sure for a lot of people it has before. Um, maybe this episode is more about just how hard it's been for me to make friends in my 20s. <laughs> but I, I'm going out on a limb and assuming that some people will relate to it. Um, yeah, so like you, work isn't really going to bring you the strongest of friendships because the only reason you guys are there is because you're trying to make money. So how do you find people that you genuinely resonate with? Like I said, you could sign up for a a sports league. Okay. Well, what if you're not into sports? Well, you could go to, you could go to concerts. If you're into the arts, Uh, you could go to the art gallery all the time. Um, There are other ways you could go about it. You could start your own business. You know, you could start your own league. You could start your own uh, musician co-op. You can, you know, there are ways that you can create your little mode of bringing like-minded people into your life. But like all of those things are hard. Again, especially when you're working full-time trying to pay the bills. It's all really hard. And... I think it makes it even more difficult when you're married because not only do you have to find one person that you get along with through one of these ways of finding them, you have to find two because, and and they both have to like you and your partner. So it's like doubly hard when you're married or, or maybe even triply, at least in my opinion, because you have, it's, it's hard enough to make friends with just one person 
because of all these barriers, you don't have anything just feeding you an endless supply of potential friends anymore. No, no school, nothing like that. So you have to get along with one person. But then even if there was just one person, you and your partner have to get along with them and they have to get along with both of you. But then most people don't want to do that because it's awkward for them, especially if you're the type of couple that's like super PDA and all over each other and you just have like no filter. You have no ability to make a third wheel not feel like a third wheel. I think that my wife and I are pretty good at that. You know, me and Nicole love to include the people that we're hanging out with and like we show that we love each other, but we're not like weird or gross about it. I don't think. (laughs) I think that we're pretty, pretty regulated in that way. So, but yeah, definitely if you're a PDA kind of couple or just like, you're just weird about it. Yeah. Like no one person is going to want to hang out with the two of you together. So that limits your options. Now you guys have to get along with each other and you have to get along with their partner. And the chances of that happening are really slim because so many partners are dynamic in so many different ways. You know, me and Cole, like we, we are pursuing um, our own careers. It's not a traditional career path. And we're, you know, we're both creative people we're both business-minded people. Um, and it's it's really hard to find couples that where both people in the relationship can resonate with those things about us. It typically is like, you know, one person or the other. Um, again, from, from my own experience, that has been the case with just a lot of couples that we've met. And that makes it hard too, because it's like, oh, then three of you are getting along and the other person is like, um, I don't care about this or get it. <laughs> so it's just, it's really, really hard. Um, now there's a lot of other barriers to creating good friendships in your 20s, especially in the millennial and especially in the Gen Z generations. And I want to get into that a little bit. I don't have any notes or anything. I'm, I'm speaking from the heart today because I just, uh, yeah, it's been something that's on my mind. Uh, it's been on my mind constantly since, since I've gotten into my 20s and gotten married. You know, I've struggled to find a friend that I really, really deeply resonate with. I feel like my whole life, actually, you know, I, I had, I had a friend that we were great friends. We did a lot of things together. We would talk all the time. And this is going to segue into my, my other uh, barriers for friendship in your twenties, by the way, just a little story time. We, uh, we met because of our parents when my parents moved from Colorado to Missouri, they needed somebody to watch me and uh, they found somebody at church to watch me. And this, uh, this lady had just had a baby. And uh, so, yeah, pretty much met this kid when he was a baby. I was two, maybe, yeah, I was two. He was like six months old, something like that. Uh, we've been friends ever since, you know, it's again, one of those friendships where you didn't like go find each other intentionally. Like you were 
just forced into a friendship by circumstance. We were great friends, very different people. Um, you know, I was more interested in like adventurous stuff and he was more interested in like tech stuff, but we kind of like blended a little bit and learned things from each other. And we were very unlikely friends, but really, really good friends. And, uh, you know, my friendship with him was really, really important to me. Um, then, you know, we moved to Utah, which I've covered that in other episodes. Um, I've done a lot of reflecting lately and I, I think that I ruined that friendship. I didn't mean to, and I didn't realize that I was, but when we moved, he was reaching out in his own way. It wasn't the way that I needed. Uh, it was more of a, in, from my perspective, it was more of a superficial thing of like sending memes and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's how he, that's how he connected. Um, I think one of the things that I felt was missing in our relationship as friends was a, another layer of depth. I obviously, as you can tell from this podcast, I'm a person that thinks past the surface all the time. And not that he's incapable of that or anything, but I never really got to see that from him. Anytime I would try to talk about deeper things, it didn't really, uh, it didn't really go that deep. And maybe he wasn't comfortable with it. Maybe there's, you know, things in his family life or his childhood that I'm not aware of that have made it really hard for him to open up in that way. Or maybe he just doesn't really think that way and that's okay too. But that is something that I felt was missing. And especially after I moved to Utah, I really needed that. I needed somebody to talk to and I had, I had nobody. I had so many things that I was struggling with religiously, mentally, emotionally, and I, I needed support in that way. And he, he was there. He was reaching out. He was staying in contact. At this time I was irritated. You know, I'm uh, barely 16 years old. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm mad because people aren't reaching out and, you know, looking back, it's like, dude, your life like is not the center of everyone's universe. I didn't mean for it to be a selfish perspective, but it was, it was like, well, why doesn't anybody reach out anymore? It's like, because you live 2000 miles away and, or however far it was. And like, it's just doesn't make any sense. Would it be good for friends to stay in contact over a period of two years while you're living somewhere else? Yes. But also like, we're all just kids. Like you can't expect that, you know? So he was one of the only two people really in my life that stayed in contact. Um, but it wasn't in the way that I needed regardless. And so I, I didn't really like respond very often. I didn't really reciprocate very often because the, the way that he was communicating with me just wasn't, it wasn't really that helpful. 
I didn't communicate that with him very well either. So again, that's on me. But if I'm looking back and being honest with myself, I think that that is where our friendship really changed was, was when I moved. I wasn't reciprocating the way that he was communicating with me and staying in contact. And he wasn't really like providing the right kind of support that I needed. And that's where I really started realizing like, oh man, there's a big hole in our friendship. Like there's something missing for me. So to bring this into the the barriers thing, um, I moved back to Missouri and then I moved out and we actually were living in the same apartment complex and we like never saw each other. I would reach out, you know, try and hang out. He was dating, um, his now wife at the time and, um, really, really happy for them. And it was really cool to see him like find somebody and, you know, be committed to them and like things just worked out really well for them. And I'm, I'm really happy for him. Um, so there wasn't a jealousy of like, Oh, like you never hang out with me. You only hang out with your girlfriend. It was more of just a, like, I feel like this is kind of silly that we're never hanging out because we live in the same complex and we've been best friends our whole life. <laughs> like now looking back again, maybe he was, maybe he just felt a little jaded because he had been reaching out while I lived away and I wasn't really reciprocating and he's totally valid in feeling that way. Um, maybe, you know, I tried to put effort into our friendship when, uh, when I got back and it just didn't, it never really clicked again. And then, uh, we both moved from that apartment complex and him and his girlfriend, now wife got a house together and, uh, me and Cole were living in an apartment complex pretty close by. So we again had a very like easy opportunities to spend time together. And we did a couple times, but again, it's one of those things where it's like both members of the relationship need to click with both members of the other relationship in most cases, right? Like if you're just strictly going to hang out as guys or as girls, um, and you don't get along with the other person, then it's fine. But like most couples do like hanging out together. Um, so we hung out a couple times, but it was just something felt off. Like it just didn't feel like it used to. And ever since then, it's just kind of, it's faded. It's faded out and I, I wouldn't really consider us friends anymore. If he came to me and really needed something and like he, he needed help, I would be there in a heartbeat. You know, I, I love the guy and I, I miss him a lot and I miss our friendship and I regret, uh, not communicating more clearly. You know, there were some times where I was like, Hey man, like I've, I I want to like get deeper with you. Like I want to get to really know you better instead of our relationship being based off of like the games that we like and the memes that we think are funny. Um, and he, he never really responded well to that. Not like in an angry way or anything, but just in like a, kind of not interested kind of way. And 
that that hurt me. You know, I was like, man, I'm, tr- I'm trying to like tell you what's important to me in a friendship and you just don't seem to really care about that. And again, I don't know the reasons why he didn't want to go there. Um, maybe he's just not that kind of guy to talk about his feelings or to feel things as deeply, but I don't want to believe that because I feel like that's a human trait to feel things deeply. But anyway, um, not to get into the psychology of that. My point is I, I would do anything for him still now, but I wouldn't consider us friends anymore. And that's been really, really hard. That was like my one constant friendship throughout my life. And it's gone. I've had some other, I would say, good friends along the way. But it's just like, I'm not looking for a perfect person because I'm imperfect. I'm just looking for somebody that like compliments me really well and who like has the same direction in life and has a similar perspective on things, but also challenges mine. And I just haven't really, I haven't really found that yet. Um, now recently I have become friends with, uh, really, really good friends with Mourner James. I did a song with him. It's called Sorry. And, uh, Ooh, a little voice crack there. Speaking of growing up, uh, yeah, like he's, you know, a really, really great friend of mine now. Um, one of my good friends. And, uh, so I'm really, really grateful for him. And I would say that my friendship with him is very fulfilling and I'm super grateful for that. Um, super supportive, you know, he's very open and open-minded and it's just, yeah, something I've been really needing for a long time. So very, very grateful for my friendship with him. And, um, he, I know that Cole feels the same. So there is that. Uh, but this episode is about why it's so hard to make friends in your twenties. Um, and regardless of that, it still has been really, really difficult. So one of the barriers is that it doesn't feel the same anymore. Things feel different. Things felt a little more effortless, a little more magical as a kid. Even in middle school, when middle school sucked, it was just like, you know, you're standing in lunch line and you could talk to other kids. You're in class and you're, you all hate being there and you can say something funny and get a couple laughs and some people like you for that. But you just don't have that as an adult. There's so much pressure to, you know, work and pay bills and, you know, impress uh, the people that you care about with milestones in your life. And you somehow have to find these genuine friends that like vibe with you. And it's just, it doesn't feel the same. You know, the old friendships that you've had your whole life, they don't feel the same. That's why I told that story. So that's one barrier. The other barrier, the reason why I think especially Gen Z has been hit the hardest is social media. Most of Gen Z has grown up like with some sort of social media. Um, most of us, I think it started with Facebook uh, in the early 2010s. Um, we have lived through the rise of the internet, which has been very weird. 
we, most of us, I would, I'd be willing to assume most of like older Gen Z had that like typical magical, uh, childhood in the sense of playing outside, using your imagination, uh, hanging out with other kids in the neighborhood all the time, that kind of thing. Um, there's other not so magical things about our upbringings, but like you see your, your younger siblings and it's like, they, it's not the same for them. It's like all electronics. It's all on the computer or on the phone or on the tablet or whatever. And like the amount that they get out and use their imagination is like, is so small compared to at least when I was a little kid. And so it's been really weird to see that transition. And so what impact does this have on us? Like technology is, it affects things for better or worse. I think that social media has made it really, really hard to have genuine friendships in your 20s. Let me explain. You constantly are exposed to the top 0.5% of people in the world. Top 0.5% of the most attractive people in the world. Top 0.5% of the most fit people in the world. Top 5% or top 0.5% of the most wealthy people in the world. And the algorithms are showing you people that are your age too. You're watching 19, 20, 22, 25-year-old millionaires, whether they're faking it or not, it has the same effect on your brain. You're seeing these super fit, super sexy, super successful people where their life is glamorized. And you're seeing these, these people that are literally at the top of the top in their um, respective like category. So that really sucks because like it is unnatural for us to see all these options in the, uh, in my last episode is humanity doomed. I kind of covered this a little bit. It's just very unnatural to know everything and have access to everything like that. That causes a huge comparison game where we're down on ourselves about it, but we also subconsciously have too high of expectations of other people around us. So that's one thing. The other thing about technology and, and social media in general is just by nature, like we can communicate with people without being in front of them anymore. Like we can text them, we can video call them, we can DM them, uh, we can see them like and comment on our stuff on social media. And there's a very like, there's a very superficial aspect to social media where everybody is glamorizing their life because nobody wants to see your life not glamorized. That's the stupid part. We all want to be vulnerable on social media, but we can't because we keep showing interest in the glamorized things. It's like, we can't say we want things to not be glamorized and for things to be real so that we can have real human connection again, but then continue to glamorize our own life and only care about the glamorized parts of other people's. And I'm guilty of it every day. We all are. And, and it's like impossible to stop. So my point is, it's really, really hard because we've lost the, we've almost lost the practice that it takes to be good at being a friend to somebody in real life. 
you know, Cole and I have learned from other people. One of the best things we've learned uh, on how to make friends is to ask questions. It's such an easy, obvious thing to do, but asking questions is a great way to make friends. I'll dig into that in a minute because I do want to offer some solutions off the top of my head. But I think that social media has made it really hard. We don't trust, no, people don't trust each other anymore. We have all been taken advantage of. Everything online is superficial. It has made it really hard for us to meet people and feel comfortable being open with them because we're used to hiding parts of us online. And yeah, you pair that with the fact that everyone has this unrealistic expectation of everybody, unrealistic expectation of everyone. And it's just a recipe for disaster. How, how can you expect to meet somebody and take them as they are when they're not as sexy and fit and rich and um, charming as, you know, these people that you see on social media? It's really, really hard. How can you expect to attain any level of depth in your relationship with them that's going to make it last and make it meaningful when you are so used to and conditioned to hide those parts of yourself because they don't sell on social media. So there's just this very like volatile feeling when you're meeting people. It's scary. You don't know what their intentions are. You don't know if they're going to use you. You don't know if they're going to try to, you know, it's just, it's hard. I think that that's one of the biggest reasons why it's hard in your 20s, regardless of marriage, regardless of college, regardless of, of having kids. It's just hard in general because it's hard to trust people. It's hard to know what their intentions are. And we're all so scared to open up and just be ourselves. And most of us don't even know who we really are because again, we spend all our time in this constructed reality that's not even real on social media. It's like, how are you supposed to understand who you really are when that's how all of your time is spent? We don't live in the real world anymore. How can you expect to have real feelings? And how can you expect to understand someone else's real world whenever we're all just living in this fake, this fake mirage? It's tough. So what do you do about it? I mean, what things have not worked for me? What things have worked for me? Um, first of all, our first approach was just like, okay, we've struggled to make friends. It, it seems like we're scaring people off or something. This, this is the other weird thing is whenever you can't make friends, you start to like really just feel like either everyone else is the problem or you're the problem. And it's kind of hard to deal with that because sometimes you feel like both. And then it just makes you like not want to be around people anymore. So for instance, like, you know, we'll hang out with a couple. We're feeling good about it. We like them. Um, but then they just ghost. They never hang out with us again. And it's like, what? Like, really? We hang out once and like, we think it went well and they never want to hang out with us again. There could be a couple reasons for that. Maybe they just have a bunch of other friends that they like more. 
Or maybe they thought you were weird. Or maybe they were uncomfortable or intimidated by your lifestyle. That could be true too. So we've wrestled with those questions of like, okay, are we just super weird? Like me and Cole have talked a lot. Are we just weird? Like, is there just something super weird and quirky about either one or both of us that makes it like hard for people to want to be around us? That could be possible. It's hard to be like self-aware about how weird you are because you live in your own skin all the time. Um, The other thing could be like, okay, well, maybe it is the fact that we're like relatively clean and neat and tidy people and people that are really messy feel uncomfortable in our space because it's like they're afraid to like make things messy and it just makes them, makes it hard for them to relax. Right. Okay. Well, that could be the case. It could be the fact that, um, you know, we're, we're pursuing different things in our life than they are. And maybe it makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Those things are tough too. It's like, which one of those things is it? So one of the ways that we went about solving this problem is we were like, okay, we need to set some ground rules because obviously this isn't working. And like, we need to figure out, we need to crack the code on how to make friends. Cause like we, we just feel like we have no support when you, when you leave the religion that you knew your whole life and almost everybody that you should be able to lean on for support is still a believer of that religion it's really hard to find support from people that will actually understand you and even accept you. That's just the truth. And so we've felt like we haven't really had the support that we've needed in our relationship. And it's really hard to like, it's hard to deconstruct your religion, deconstruct, um, you know, good and bad things from your childhood It's hard to try to learn how to become properly functioning adults and also work on a, you know, a healthy marriage and trying to, and just try to do all of that alone. It's really hard. So we were like, okay, we need friends. Let's set some ground rules because we've been running into all these issues. (laughs) It's like, okay, um, when we meet somebody for the first time, we uh, don't try to like plan anything with them. Even if we click with them really well and we like them, don't try and plan anything with them because it never works out. They always flake. Okay. Next rule was when we finally do, like if we get their contact info, wait for them to try and plan something because every time we do, it doesn't work out. And then when they do plan something, we make sure that it's very short and sweet, like a couple hours. We go out for lunch, we separate no matter how well things are going or how well we think things are going, we don't hang out with them any further. And then the other rule is we can't have them in our space, especially the first couple times that we um, spend time with them because that has never worked out either. Um, so yeah, we set these ground rules and it's funny because when we, once we did that, like things still didn't really work out. It's like, well, geez, dude, like, how do you do it? And so we've been in a place for a while where it's like, well, 
let's just like, why do we need to try to make friends? Like this is a huge waste of our time and energy. We need friends. We want friends, but we can't seem to really get any to stick around. And I, I'm mainly talking about couple friends too, by the way, because like um, there, there are some like single friends that we have, but it's really important to, to have friends that are couples when you're a couple. So this has been a huge struggle. Um, all of that being said, there's a couple things that have helped. Um, I had an experience just very, very recently that makes me rethink all of those rules. And maybe this will help if you've been struggling to find friends for you and your partner or just you by yourself. Um, first thing is asking questions. I mentioned this earlier. I've learned this from a couple people. So has Cole that the best way to make a friend just on like a general basis is by asking questions. It's so obvious, but it doesn't give you the pressure of talking and trying to find something like to talk about that's interesting to them. It doesn't really put a whole lot of pressure on you to keep the conversation going. It's just ask them questions. People love to talk about themselves and it makes them feel more comfortable. So especially when we are dealing with a very like um, seemingly hostile social landscape when it's in person because of social media. Yeah, like get people to warm up by asking them questions. It's a great way to do it. And you also don't come off as somebody who only likes to talk about themselves. So that's one thing that's really helped. The other really big thing is, and it's similar to really all relationships, be the kind of friend that you want in your life. Be the kind of partner that you want. Be the kind of uh, brother that you want. AKA work on yourself, better yourself. Don't try to change who you are, but recognize when things aren't like, who you are and they're actually just toxic traits that you need to fix <laughs> and just better yourself, you know, whether it's working on a business or going to the gym or, or eating right, or, um, you know, attaining more knowledge by reading books, like whatever it might be to better yourself, uh, clean your freaking room every once in a while. <laughs> if you're a super messy person, be the kind of friend that you want in your life. And that'll really help a lot because then instead of you just spending all your time looking for friends, you're spending your time attracting friends silently because you're working on yourself. So that's one, that's another thing that helps. And the final thing is learn the difference between being like, abrasive and being true to yourself because there are some people that are d just rub people the wrong way and they know it and they don't care and they don't think it's a problem. Well, I'm just blunt. And if you don't like it, then I don't want to be around you anyway. It's like, okay, are you blunt and straightforward or are you really mean? And do you have zero tact? And are you just completely insensitive to people's 
perspectives and opinions and feelings. Very thin line to walk there. Almost every person I know that's like, I'm just blunt and straightforward. It's like, you're actually kind of just like really not fun to be around. (laughs) Some people enjoy that kind of personality. I'd be willing to bet there's some people that like that. But like, I feel like I can be straightforward and honest with somebody without being a dick about it. Like how hard is it to just try to navigate the situation with some tact and think about people's feelings? So what I'm getting at is like, learn the difference between being a dick and being true to yourself. Because I've talked about the one side. Well, what about the other side of being true to yourself? Sometimes there's something about you that isn't a problem. And it's just so unique that most people you meet are not going to appreciate it or vibe with it. And that's okay too. That just means that you're going to, it's just like sales, right? You have to experience enough no's to get to the yes. And if you don't go through the no's, if you don't face the no's, you're not going to find the yes. It's the same thing with finding friends, especially if you are a unique person with a unique path in life. It's going to be hard to find friends, but when you do, it'll be effortless because they resonate with you. So to kind of dig into this point a little bit more before we wrap up, if there is a way in which you find like fulfillment in making friends, if there's a like method or really just like if there's something that you know you need from a friend that's important in a friendship to you and you know that there's a certain type of person that will react a certain way to something and you know that they would be that person to provide that in a relationship with you, don't try and create all these stupid rules because you're trying to like change who you are to find friends. Like the whole don't hang out with them for longer than two hours the first time you guys actually hang out. Don't invite them into your space. Those are all stupid rules that we that we were trying to make to find friends that like wouldn't resonate with us because we are the type of people that if we're hanging out with somebody for the first time and we're vibing with them and we really just connect with them, we're totally down to spend the rest of the day with them. Why would I set these rules to make it to where I can't do that with people? because it's not working out when the people that wouldn't want to do that aren't going to be my ideal friend anyway. It's stupid. So again, that's not like, it's not toxic for me to want to spend more time with somebody on the first time we're hanging out. If we're getting along, that's not toxic. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that some people would feel uncomfortable with that and that's okay. But you're probably not the ideal friend for me doesn't mean we can't be friends at all, but it's not going to be that effortless friendship. So again, there's a difference between being like really, really hard to be around and being yourself. So Cole and I had an experience uh, just recently where we uh, met somebody that was actually putting in some effort into reaching out to us, which was uh, pretty rare pretty rare for us. Um, first time we met the, the couple 
together and we hung out, it was going to be just a, you know, two hour thing, um, just by nature of what we were doing. And by the end of it, we were getting along and I was like, you know what? Screw these stupid rules. Like I'm going to trust my gut on this one. And I was like, Hey, um, cause it, we knew they had something going on that evening. And I was like, if this is going to be like a thing between just you two, that's totally cool. Um, but you know, we would love to do this thing with you guys if you're down and they were receptive to it. My goodness. What an idea. What a, what a crazy concept that somebody that is going to be right for you is going to like resonate with your approach. Crazy. And the thing is we had dinner together and we hung out the rest of the evening and it was effortless and it was fun. And it was, it was a breath of fresh air. And I really feel like that friendship is going to be uh, huge for us and something that we've really been needing. So the lesson in that is, hey, like if there is a certain way that you need to make friends that just really like resonates with your soul and is and comes naturally to you and it's it's just what you need in a friendship then don't try to change it don't try to set these stupid like rules for making friends just to please a bunch of people that aren't going to be your ideal friend anyway it's silly and it's a waste of time if you're a really if you feel like you're a really unique person and you're struggling to find friends just get through the nose put yourself out there as genuinely as you can most people are not going to respond well to it because they're too social media brained out most people are going to shy away from you being genuine and they're going to shy away from your vulnerability because it makes them uncomfortable and other people even if it's a little uncomfortable because we're all ruined because of social media, they're still going to face it with some grace and they will be genuine and vulnerable back. And that's what you need. Those are your friends. Do not sacrifice the beauty within you just to please people that aren't going to appreciate it. That's how you make friends in your 20s. Has it been hard for you to make friends in your 20s? Are you past your 20s and looking back now on your 20s and thinking about how hard it was or still is to make friends? Join the discussion on my Instagram. Feel free to DM me. I'll be making videos about this episode as well to encourage more discussion. So with all that being said, I appreciate you for coming back around to this episode of Enter the Void and... I'll see you in the next one.